Sister Mlonde, as well as um, Brother Baka Andrew. They are mentioning them because they ask that we remember them in prayers. They travel to Mitoma, also Enoch, Brother Enoch. So this morning we have, uh, before I go to the word, we, we, we had... On Friday, we had Brother Guma. How many were blessed by the ministry of Brother Guma? Amen. Amen. A Guma from uh, Matan, which is in Karamoja. So, before I proceed, I'd like him to come and greet us at least those who are not here on, fri on uh, Friday. Uh, just come and greet them and let them at least see your face and hear your words as well. Hallelujah. How many are happy to be in the presence of the Lord? So I'm really so glad again to be before the throne of the Lord. And I appreciate everyone who turned up on Friday. And I also appreciate those who were watching us. And uh, thank you so much for your prayers. So this morning I, I was talking with my wife. Because that day time had uh, at quarters, but I did not deliver her greetings. Yeah, so she greeted us in the mighty name of her. Yeah, so I'm so happy for the love and the way you have really treated me. And I really thank the Lord for our pastor. And also other brethren. And brother Martin. Because every day he checks on me. So by God's will. I know in the flesh. Uh, we shall be a bit apart. But in the spirit we shall be together. Yeah, because really after the service, the Lord really spoke a lot to me. And I know if God allows another time again for us to meet. the same message that we shared, so there are also other stages that he brought in. And really, I got that drive. But I know when time comes, we shall have that time we share again. Yeah, for those who were not there, by name some call brother John Mark Aguma. I'm also a grown up man in the ministry. In the church. That's in Apak. So in the evening, I think we shall be, I will be going back. What will I tell them? So, God bless you so much. And thank you, Pastor. God bless you. 
Amen. Praise Amen. the Lord. Uh, brother Aguma, I love him because he loves the Lord. Amen. Amina. He shared on a very good subject. Those who missed it, you could check it out on YouTube. I'm sure that it will be a blessing. Sister I was just thinking about it this early morning. And I told myself after the service, I'll have to call her. <laughs> but I didn't expect to see you here. This uh, there is a sister. I'm not too sure whether she's here. I well, forgot her name, but there's a brother. Who, are you here? You know who I'm talking about. If you're here, just raise up your hand. Okay, so I'm not too sure whether she's here. There's a, a lady. I think she goes at a certain university or she's done. I'm not, I'm not, I don't remember the details. Brother Joseph. What's your brother's name? Stephen Odoi. Yeah, she was, he, she was introduced to uh, Brother Stephen introduced her to me. And I was supposed to meet her yesterday. Uh, but we could make it, but uh, she was and supposed to come here this morning. So I thought she's here. But probably be in touch with her later. Amen. Amen. So, uh, are we ready for the word this morning? Amen. Amen. So let us stand on our feet as we get ready to open the, the Bibles. I, I also wanted to say that uh, yesterday we had a good, a very good first meeting uh, in Entebbe. Entebbe. Uh, Brother Shem called some of his uh, of the students, the fellow students. And we had a, a little over 20. And I talked to them on the absolute. And their reception was great. Their reception was great. I had a few who came up and they said they needed prayers. They wanted to really come closer to the Lord. And many of them said that we should keep going back. Actually, all of them said we should go back. And so maybe one time we'll ask Shem to testify about that. But uh, there is something that God, I believe, has started in Entebbe there. Among those students. And uh, there is one student, there's one, this one particular student that did not come that I had known previously. So uh, I told I asked him to take me to tell me where he is. So I went and met him. And by the time we were done talking, he said, ah, I missed. Next time I have to come. So, I know that the Lord is doing something there. I, I believe that with all my heart. Let us be in prayer about it. So, let us sing that chorus. Reach out and touch the Lord. And then we shall read from 2 Peter 1. Reach out and touch the Lord as he goes by. You will find 
hearts cry He's passing by this moment He needs to supply Reach out and touch the Lord as He the Lord. Can you join in if you can now? As he goes by. This is what we should do. You will find he's not too busy to hear your words cry. He's passing by this moment. Reach out and touch the Lord as He goes by. Lord Jesus, we are reaching out to you this morning. Father, we realize that we are only relying on you and on your abilities in inspire us oh God anoint us Father and Lord as your people have come here no doubt each one of them has a need spiritual physical Lord may you just come and help them to reach out to you and as you pass by Lord this morning, may you speak to each of them may you visit each of them may we go out of this place this morning when we are saying that indeed the Lord spoke to us those that need a deeper closer walk with you Lord may you grant it to those with questions may you answer them those with burdens may you lift them Father we desire for that touch of the supernatural this morning Father we ask this believing in Jesus Amen Amen, Amen. So we are reading out of 2 Peter chapter 1. Chapter 1 verses 12. We there. Um, maybe to be able to get the context, we could begin from. We could begin from uh, verses before that. Let us uh, begin from verses three and then read through, so that we can be able to get the whole. Uh, 
according as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue whereby are given unto us <clears throat> exceeding great and precious promises that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust kubanga obuyinze bo bwakatonda bwe bwatu wabiyonna ebyobulamu nebyokutya katonda olokutegerera dalala oyo eyatuyita olwechitibwa nobulunji bwe iye ebyatuwesa ebisubizi ebisubi ebisubizibwa ebyomuwendo munji ebinene nnyo olwebyo mulyoke mugabanire awamu obuzalira no bwakatonda bwe mwaona okuva mukuzikirira okuli munsi and beside this giving all diligence according to your faith virtue um, uh, excuse me and beside this giving all diligence add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge and to knowledge temperance and to temperance patience and to patience godliness nayera olwecho chenyini bwemuleta kulwamwe okufuba kwonna kukiriza kwamwe muongerenga ko obulunji erane ku bulunji bwamwe okutegera erane kutegera kwamwe okwegendereza erane mukwegendereza kwamwe okugumikiriza erane kukugumikiriza kwamwe okutia katonda and to godliness brotherly kindness and to brotherly kindness charity for if these things be in you and abound they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Erane kukutia katonda kwamwe mwongereko kwagala aboluganda. Erane kukwagala aboluganda kwamwe okwagala kubanga bwe muba nebyo nebiba ebinji biba fula abatali bagayavu nabalala nababala ebibala olokutegerera dalala mukama wamwe mukama face Kristo. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off and has forgotten that he was purged from his old sins kubanga atabanebyo yemuzibe wamaso awana muzibe wamaso awuna awuna bweyera bila okunazibwa ke bibibye ebyedda wherefore the rather brethren give diligence to make your calling and election sure for if ye do these things ye shall never fall Kala aboluganda chemunavanga mweyongera obweyongeza okufubanga okunyweza okuyitibwa kwamwe nokulondebwa kubanga ebyo bwe munabikolanga for so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our lord and savior jesus christ kubanga bwechityo tewali bulawo bugagga mukuyingira kwamwe Wherefore, I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things, though ye know them and be established in the present truth. Amen. You may be seated. God bless you. And so I'm speaking on the subject uh, the message of the hour. 
uh, what you could call the present truth. I've um, been on this subject now two weeks. But uh, I know that ministries are different. Many times when I want to teach something and lay it out very well, little by little, I, I notice that I'm all over the place. So I'm, I mean, like I'm evangelistic. And that's, that's my gift. That's how God made me. And I can only power out what I have. And I can only power out what you pray for, for, from ask from God. If you pray for the ministry of the word, when you come in the church, you are 100% sure that what you will hear is from the Lord. And not from a man. So this morning, I don't know how many have prayed and have asked the Lord to minister to them. But if you have prayed, I want to encourage you. God will minister to you this morning. If you have not prayed, I want to encourage you and to say it is not too late for you to pray. Right now you can say a little prayer in your heart. Say, Lord, may you speak to me this morning. I want to hear from you. And I'm sure that he will speak to you. Praise the name of the Lord. So friends, we are in a time when looking around and seeing everything going around us, we can clearly see that the world is departing from God. And the world is departing from God systematically. Especially the most, one of the most, or actually the most dangerous ages age of all ages is the last age and that is the age we actually happen to live in and its name is called Laodicea when you read about all the other church ages those church ages where some of them people did not actually believe in God other ages people really believed in God. And you could tell a believer from a non-believer. And you know because the non-believer -belie the was ready to die for the truth. And the non-believer was not ready to die for the truth. But you see in, in the last age called Laodicea the Bible speaks of it in the book of Revelation chapter 3. And he has nothing nothing good to talk about the last age. For if you can turn with me to the book of Laodicea, uh, sorry, to the book of Revelation chapter 3, I'm thinking about Laodicea. And, and I want you to look at verse 14. Unto the angel of the church of Laodicean, of the Laodiceans write, These things saith the Amen, the faithful and, and true witness, the, the beginning of the creation of God. And he says, I know thy works that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would, 
word called Ohod. Agamanti mani ebi koruabio ngatonyo goga soto buguma wakiri obengo nyogoga oba obugume. First, first of all, the word Laodicea actually means people's rights. So we are in an age or a generation of rights. Whereby politically and, and according to our world cosmos, now people actually can do what they want to do and they have a right to do what they want to do. And no one has a right to stop you from doing what you have a right to do. You have a right to think that you are a cat or to think that you are a cow. And everyone should respect your right. That age is now. You might not see that kind of, uh, 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 you know, um, that kind of degradation actually here now in Uganda. But it doesn't mean it is not in the world or in our age. And really, Hollywood feeds the rest of the world. And now these spirits come from there and go all over the world. And the Bible says gross darkness has covered the earth. And the Bible here says that the people in Laodicea, they actually are not hot and they are not cold at the same time. You know, these are people who think that, oh, we are hot and oh, we are cold. In other words, when it comes to God and it comes to God's word, they really want to profess that they are believers. Like in the book of Romans chapter 1, it says that, uh, you know, they say they believe the gospel, but they deny the power of the gospel. And, and so they are not actually out rightly saying we don't believe God. Quite frankly, there are quite a few people who profess not to be believers in God. Most people in this generation actually believe in God. They say they believe in the existence of God. They believe there is a God in heaven. Many of them will actually say they believe the Bible to be the truth. They will actually even many of them say we are preaching the Bible. But yet the Bible says they are not cold and they are not hot. And God is saying, I would at least if you were cold or hot. And then he says, so then because thou art lukewarm and neither cold or hot, I will spew thee out of, thy, of my mouth. You, I don't know how many of you have ever taken lukewarm water. Lukewarm water is not good for the throat. If you take lukewarm water, you'll feel like throwing it out again. Is that right? You'd rather take cold or you'd rather take hot. You know, when someone gives you a, a bottled water, 
When it is not hot and it is not cold. Uh, you know, you, you, when you take it, it tastes kind of funny. You would rather have very cold water or very hot water. And God is saying the people in Laodicea, they are lukewarm. They are not cold, they are not hot. And God is saying because of this, I will actually spew thee, I will spit you out of my mouth. Because you say I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing. No, it's not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind. I don't know the most sad thing. Than to be blind, to be naked, to be poor, to be wretched, and you don't actually know. And the Bible says that this is the situation of this generation. People are actually poor, and they think they are rich. People are actually naked, and they think they can see. This is the spiritual condition of the church of the Laodiceans. But God has an advice. God has a counsel. And he says, I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire. That you may be rich and white raiment. That you may be clothed and the shame of your nakedness do not appear. And anoint thy eyes with eyes that die that, that, that you may see. And as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Be zealous, zealous and repent. So this is the counsel of God. He says I counsel thee to buy gold and fire. Gold fire. To buy that you may be rich. Buy clothes for me that you may be clothed. Amen. It's a white raiment. God has a white raiment. God has gold and tried in fire. Amen. God has eyes. What am I talking about here? This is the message of the hour. The message of the hour is gold tried in fire. The message of the hour, what is it? It is white raiment. Amen. It's what clothes the bride and the church of Jesus Christ. That the shame of, of her nakedness do not appear. And Paul speaks of that many times in the, in the letters. He says we were like them. We were not different from the world. But what do you think has made us different? It is the cloth we have put on. It is the message of the hour. What do you think has made us different? It, 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 it is the gold tried in fire. This is not fool's gold. This is pure gold. Gold that has gone through fire. Which means it is tested. And proven to be real gold. 
You know how do you test gold? You test it through fire. This word has gone through fire. It is a time tested word. It is always true. And the Bible says, Yeah, let God be true. And every man a liar. God's word is forever settled in heaven. When God gives His word, His word can never be changed. His word cannot be improved. His word is always the same. Because God is the same. God does not change. The Bible says it's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And when He gives His word one, that word will always echo and echo and echo and echo over ages. But because man has always changed, and the people that are on earth today are not the ones that were here many years ago, but God knew his seed. He knew that his seed will come, and the earth is going to continue. The earth is going to continue until all his seed has been manifested and redeemed. So, what does he do? God does not change. The same word which he gave them, he wants to give us. The same word which changed them must change us. It can never be a new word. It can never be a new gospel. It can never be a new teaching. Listen to me, child. It is always the same old word. Because it's the same old God. He can never change. He can never change his idea. His first thought is perfect. And this is what we have in the Holy Spirit. What is the message of the hour? The message of the hour is not a new version of God. The message of the hour is not new from the Bible. The message of the hour is the same old one. That the Lord has brought to our generation. To remind this generation. Your true origin. Our true origin. When we hear our prophets speak. We are not hearing a new religion. A new idea. A new thought. That Paul and Peter had. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. When you, you look at Israel as the uh, uh, natural church, you know God called Moses and he gave Moses a message. Praise the name of the Lord. And really, uh, I, 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 I will, uh, in the morning, very early in the morning, in the wee hours of the morning, God spoke to me. And, and um, uh, regarding this portion that I want to bring in connect to this subject. Regarding the, the, the three exoduses. There has been three exoduses. And God was the same way. In each of those exoduses. And the first exodus was with Moses. And so God spoke to Moses. And he gave him the word. And when God 
when Moses heard this word, he called out a people to come out of a system, to come out of Egypt, to a promised land. There was a promise, and there was a land where they were going to go, and there was a place where this message was going to take them out of. And when Moses came with that message, he spoke his message. He spoke his message. And people believed it. People actually believed that God was going to carry them from Egypt to the promised land. Many of them are land which they have never gone to. A land which they had never seen. A land which they had never dreamt of. But it was a promise. And they believed that promise because it was out of a mouth of a vindicated prophet of God. There were signs to prove he was a vindicated prophet. He didn't just come from nowhere and say, look, I'm a prophet. He was vindicated by God. God had his sign on that man that vindicated him. He told him, look, Moses, I want you to go and perform this sign before Pharaoh. And he made the signs and the others copied the signs. Listen, the sign even if it is of God, the devil can always impersonate. Are you hearing me? The devil can always impersonate signs and wonders. But remember it is done by God first. But the devil will always impersonate it. So to the believer, how can you know a true prophet whether there is a sign or not? There is only one way you can know that true prophet will have a thus saith the Lord. He will have nothing but the word. And the word will do nothing but it will never fail. The word will always come to pass. And that's how we are able to know that Moses was a prophet because he came with that saith the Lord. Janus and Jambres didn't have that. They could only do some little signs. But those signs could not bring a thus saith the Lord. But to a true messenger, to a true prophet, it is not the signs that bring the thus saith the Lord. It is the thus saith the Lord that comes first and the signs just come to prove that it is true. We don't follow the message because of the signs that vindicate Brother Barnum to be a prophet. Follow the message because what William Branham preached was not a new thing. He took us back to the Bible. This message has introduced to us again the God of the Bible, not another God, not a second God, not a new church, not a new religion, but the God of the Bible. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And Moses preached. And Moses left the sea before the word was fulfilled. 
but God is one. Always be free. Generations go. Generations come. But the word of God is forever settled in And that day, when Moses left the sea, God came again and visited Joshua. And he came to Joshua. And he said to him, With Moses, I parted seas. With you, I'll part rocks. Was it the same God? Oh, yes, he was. Because the promise never changed. Whether we are parting seas or parting rocks, the promise is one. Land, a land that is flowing with milk and honey. It is a promise of God. It must surely come to pass. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. What is the purpose of God? From Genesis to Revelation. The purpose of God is not to imprison us. To make up all sorts of isms and uh, you know traditions and uh, ideas of man. Camps, camps and religions and, and things like that. The purpose of God for the children of man, for the son, for the son of man, let me call it that. Is one is that he may restore the relationship between him and the fallen man. Because in the beginning, man failed from that relationship. But God was determined by all means. This relationship must be restored. And so he has sent prophets. He has sent men and women. He has sent anointed people. People who have written songs. People who have preached the gospel. He has sent many people who have written books. But the only purpose is that our relationship with God must be restored. But what did man do with it? Man started groups. Sects. Religions. Denominations. And then they were like, if you are not part of us, you are lost. If you are not among our group, you are lost. If you are not a member of our church, you are lost. And to be a member of our church, you have to do ABCD. God never started that kind of thing. God never did that. Man did. But God's purpose has never changed. And that's, and that's why it is very important to know the message of the hour. The message of the hour brings back the children of God to the purpose of God that was given in the very beginning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so friends, I want you to follow me closely here. Notice Joshua. When Joshua received this instruction, he said, I'm ready, Lord. And so God told him now what to do. So they crossed Jordan. 
And then they went to Jericho. And they took Jericho. Same God. The God of Moses. Was the God of Joshua. The message of Moses. Was the message of Joshua. Not a different message. The same, same message. How do you know a true messenger? He will carry the same message. Which is right here in the Bible. For our absolute is the Bible. Brother Barnum says his absolute was the Bible. He did not say he was the absolute. But he said my absolute is the Bible. And he said I preach what Paul preached. So the message of William Branham is not a new message. It is the same message Paul preached. Which the apostles preached. Not a different one. Because his message is actually to restore us back to what was preached. That's why in the message we are not part of any denomination. And I read this many times but many of you are not here so let me read again. Not, one, or not for one moment do I bring a message to, uh, to the people that they may follow me or join my church or start some fellowship and organization I have never done that and I will never do that now I have no interest in those things but I do have an interest in the things of God and people and if I can accomplish just one thing I will be satisfied. That one thing, that one thing is to see established a true spiritual relationship between God and man. And that is the purpose of God to give us this Bible is to re-establish us with him in that relationship where men become become new creations in Christ filled with his spirit and live according to his word I would invite plead and warn all to hear his voice at this time and yield your lives completely to him even as I trust in my heart that I have given all my all to him praise the name of the Lord Praise the name of the Lord. And then in, the, in, in another message, he says, Hear me. Thus saith the Lord. God will not deal with his church till she comes back to the homeland. The message of the hour. What we call the message of the hour is not what Luther called the message of the hour. It's not what Weasley called the message of the Not the believers of that time. But what was it? God was restoring his truth back again to the church that the devil had eaten away. So Luther had it 
Yalina. in a portion. Because by that time, the whole truth had disappeared. But God had started restoring. Just from the scripture we read in 2 Peter, you can see that God is not building a, 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 a line. He is building a house. He's not building a wall. He's building a house. He's building a house. A not a wall. And so you see that he says uh, upon faith. What is he trying to do? He's trying to build his church into a stature of a perfect man. And that comes through the seven church ages and in the last age the last believers of the last age will have a full word the full word shall be restored to them we will no longer have the path but we will have the full word but remember what we call the full word in the last days has not come in the last days did you hear what I said what we call the full word in these days has not actually come in these days it has always been there it has always been right here it was law and now now God has fully restored his word to make a perfect bride without spot or wrinkle washed in his word and our homeland is the message of our day the believers in the days of Luther their homeland was the just shall live by faith faith in Jesus Christ faith in the word of God, God. faith in the system all the denominations of man Luther was calling them out of those systems telling them be connected to Jesus Christ the word your faith in the word praise the name of the Lord and that was the message of the hour all those who did not hear it they missed out but Martin Luther was the main man of that time that God used but there were many others that God used expound on that teaching over the ages and the problem of it was they made a denomination. Listen, listen. They organized. And whenever they organized, they die. And so he says, come back to the original. Get away from your Methodists. From your Baptists. From your Presbyterians. Presbyterians. Ideas. Your Pentecostals. Assemblies. Assemblies. One Nance. Three Nance. Whatever it is. Church of God. Nazarene. Church of Christ. All Antichrist movements. Come out of it. 
who is shouting this? The messenger of the hour. This is the message. What we call the message is to call us out as it was in the first exodus. A people to be called out. We have also been called out. But the problem is people have come out and later on they decide to begin their own denomination but God did not send us this message to make a denomination this message is not to denominate it's not just to be followers of a man it's more than a man this message is more than just one man. This message is Christ. It is God revealing himself. Back again to his people. Taking them back again. In his original principles. In the original uh, promises. And I realize this strikes the world. All wrong. All of the devil, oh my, there is godly men in every one of them. But they are all wrong and they are all of the devil. They are all wrong and they are all of the devil, but within them. And these godly people in every one of them movements. But the organization in itself is not of God. God will never bless it. He has never done it. He will never bless it. God will never bless an organization. I, f I fear sometimes when I hear people think, oh, God has blessed days of the voice fellowship. And people reverence their denominations, their denominations and their church names more than the purpose. Matter of fact, all over the world, I think the most churches that, are, that, that don't have advertisements message believing churches the reason being our emphasis is not on our church name our emphasis is not on our denomination or our organization or our registration that's for the government and that's why we don't put a lot of signposts. And it's okay to do it. But I'm saying the reason why we don't emphasize on that is because we have a message. A message to take us back again. To the principles of God. It's not, more, it's not about the organization. It's not about the preacher. It's not about the prophet. It's about the word. And he says every age, each age has 
had its message and its messengers. All through the times, every age has packed its message with a messenger. God in every dispensation, he has sent forth someone anointed with the Holy Spirit to bring forth his message for that age. And he says, every time. Every time. God has to do that for continuity. For continuity. Our children, if the Lord tarries, they too should continue with this message. And continue to claim the promises of the Lord. But how shall they know? Except God visits their generation. Imagine all the people. Did you know that most of the people that in the first Exodus that crossed over into the Promised Land? Only two. Brother Dixon. How many were they? Two. And one of them was their leader. Two of them only were in, in the previous revival. Or with Moses. All the others they came in later. They were born in the desert. They, they were just hearing stories about Egypt. How God came and he turned the water into blood. The things they were hearing is what we are also hearing. The, same way. the only difference they had two people there to tell them firsthand. God brought frogs. Oh, really? Mommy, did it happen? Oh, yes. Yeah. Frogs came all over. And the angel of death also came. The angel of death. Yes. And he came and slew every firstborn. How did it happen? Why did it happen? There had to be somebody to explain those things. So then God, in his sovereign knowledge, he passes the mantle on to Joshua. Hallelujah. Amen. And he says, now Joshua, Joshua, Moses, my servant, is dead. It is your turn now to take over and take my people into the promised land and let them possess their land. Praise the name of the Lord. And people always tell me, oh, why does God have to use Joshua and Moses? Why doesn't he use the Holy Spirit? Do you understand your Bible? God seeks a vessel. A vessel that is like you. So that he, he man, can make you understand. You remember on Sunday we read about that, uh, even that uh, rich man. In hell as a guy. And he said, oh. Let, let Lazarus go. Lazarus again. Let him go and preach. When my people see that there is someone from the dead, they will believe. Can you imagine that? That he thought 
When someone comes out of the grave and he preaches to them, then they will believe. If you can't believe now, even if you saw Angel Gabriel, can't. If you don't believe my words to you, that I'm preaching from the Bible, even an angel can't change your mind. Abraham told him, there are prophets on earth. There are preachers right there. God makes sure there is a witness. There is always going to be a witness. Hallelujah. And those who are meant to believe, they will always ブレイクバジャクキリザ。ブレイクバジャクキリザ。ブレイクバジャクキリザ。ブレイクバジャクキリザ。ブレイクバジャクキリザ。ブレイクバジャクキリザ。ブレイクバジャクキリザ。ブ
cured. And the other man said, Do you mean to tell me I have to forsake my land? You know how many land titles I have? And now I would say, my friend, forget about your land. When it rains one of these days, you won't need the lands anymore. Because they will be fully flooded. Your houses will be flooded. Your riches will be flooded. Everything will mean nothing to you. And the people will like, ah, no, <laughs> you are losing your mind. Are you telling me all these big cities are going to come? Are you telling me we can't make boats? And that yours is the only solution? No, I would say yes as far as I'm concerned. No, you have lost your mind. How can you tell us your boat is the only solution? That you are the only man that heard from God. No, we are sorry. We can't buy this crop. And they left. And others even believed. They came in. And helped him to build for a while. They sang songs. Oh, I shall not be, I shall not be. Siri, 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 Guri. No, tell them, put that one. No, I'm not going to take a while. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. No, I would say, No, I'm Hallelujah, church. Hallelujah, Carissa. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, 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 we're getting there. And then these people, one time they doubted. And when they doubted, they fell away. We have been here. Some people are patient as long as things are working. But when there is a sign of failure, they will fly like a fly. And these people, they hanged on. It looks like things are working. Sincerely, everything that now I say, the ark is being built. And then one person brought an idea. But how long shall we wait before it rains? And maybe they saw the news when they left the boat building and they went out there. And they began to see the TV. Looked on the news. Evening news. According to uh, what are those people that look at the weather report? It shows that there is no water in the atmosphere. And that old Noah is actually duping and lying the people. It has been proved. It will never rain. Because there is no water. It is not possible. The people say, surely Noah is lying to us. The ones who are willing to be lied to can stay. As far as I'm concerned, I've gone. And the Bible says when they fall away, there shall be no restoration. Having tested the gift of God, 
having tested of the good word of God. And then you go back again. You put Jesus Christ again on the, on the, on the cross in open shame. There is no more repentance. No more blood for you. That's what happened to those people. They left. And they left for good. And another one. Said, but brother Pius left. Let me follow him. Ah, but brother Nani. Let me follow him. And one by one they were following. They were following. They were following. I don't know if Pastor Newa Noah followed. followed there are some people who fall away from the church. And they expect the pastor to follow them up. Please come back, sister. Please come back. It's a good thing. It feels nice. We do it. But I don't think to a seed. That is the determinant for them to be saved. Let me ask you a question. How many people entered that boat? How many? Eight. Souls. Those were the predestinated. I don't care how much Noah would have been frustrated. Oh God, I only have eight. And it is a big boat. Let me go and encourage brother so-and-so. them to the church. So adventure I might save them. Those were not ordained to life. But these were ordained to life. You are ordained to life. And that's why even when you've wanted to run away, you are here now. What happened? There is a seed of God in you that responds to the message of the hour. But I see that. And I believe that. And that is the truth. I want to stay here. I want to remain here. Here is where I belong. This is my place. I shall not be moved. I shall not be moved. Just like a tree planted by the waters. I shall not be moved. Praise the name of the Lord. And so Noah remained with eight souls. And I tell you, Noah's message was the truth. But logically, Noah's message was not explainable. You cannot explain Noah's message. Because it was so bombarding to the mind. It was unexplainable according to the, to the, uh, to the time. You know, in the days of Noah, it was a, a, a big civilization. Yes, it was. It was. It was a big civilization. But everything was destroyed. But the people at that time didn't believe. So even today, it's the same thing. We have received the message of the hour. And the message of the hour is not a new teaching. It's not a new doctrine. It's not a new idea. The message of the hour is the message of the Bible. And the message of the Bible is taking us 
back again to the foundations of the apostles and the prophets of Jesus Christ. Therefore, we are the church triumphant. We are the church of Jesus Christ that is coming forward and is going to take them in the rapture. I say we are that church. Hallelujah. Amen. When he, when we preach things that we preach, today it looks out of place. How can you tell a young man that you don't have to fornicate until you marry? Mm. It is unheard of. Nobody talks about that. But the Bible does. The Bible does. And we have received the message of the hour. And the message of the hour has restored us back again to the Bible. And you are going to have a people that will be perfect. A people that will be clean. A people that will be filled with the Holy What is the message of the hour. The message of the hour is the Holy Ghost. It is the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. God has restored us back again. Back Hallelujah. Amen. The apostles I know, they met on the day of Pentecost. And there was a rushing mighty wind that came down on that day. They were all in one place. They were all in one accord. And they believed in God with all their souls. And that day, the Holy Ghost came down and swept all of them. And they were filled with the Holy Ghost. But what do you have today? People who say they are Christians. And they are saying they don't believe in emotions. Because the Holy Ghost is not sensation. Did you know? There is no place where it is recorded anywhere. About the Holy Spirit without sensation. Look at that day. When the Holy Spirit came down, there was sensation. The Bible says there was a rushing. Let us speak it louder. A rushing mighty wind. How do you think it was sounding? Brother, received. And a brother, have you received? Yes, I've received. Oh, Molina. How do you know? Wait. Oh, take a Because I believe. Wait. 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 There was a rushing. And in a moment, everybody was drunk. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They were drunk. Speaking in tongues. 
That's the God of the Bible. That's the God of Pentecost. Pentecost. There was emotion. And our prophet said, in a religion that has no emotion, brother, it is dead. Bury it. And I give you one with emotion. There will be emotion. But when the Holy Ghost is quenched, he goes out. You don't know that he has gone out. Because he's been quenched. He's sad. He walks out slowly. But when he comes, he wants everybody to know that he has come. Hallelujah! Amen! Some people say that you receive the Holy Ghost slowly, slowly. That's not true. That's not true. I said that's not true. The Holy Spirit comes and rests on your soul. What is he? He's Jesus Christ. And when he comes, you know the moment he has come. You know the place he has found you. You know what happened when he came. Hallelujah! What is that? Checho. That is the true message of the hour. Because the message of the hour brings back the restoration. It restores us back to our relationship with our God. There is no message without restoration. And this message is the Holy Spirit. That's why we sing songs like it's the old time Holy Spirit. And that devil won't go near. That's the reason people fear it. It's good enough for me. Hallelujah. Amen. Give me that old time religion. Give me that old time. Not a new one. I want the old one. Which was preached by the apostles. Which was preached by the prophets. When we see the prophets. What do we see? We see that saith the Lord. We see God coming down. To speak to them. We see signs and wonders. We see Moses performing signs and wonders. Oh, when we see the prophets. We see the Holy Ghost. Even their shadows. Amen. Healing the sick. Even by a touch. Amen. The sick are healed. The dead we are raised. That is the message of the hour. Out of that is an ideology. Out of that it is a thought. But the message of the hour is not a thought. It's not even just a mere learning. And getting into the mysteries. No that's not the message of the hour. The message of the hour is to restore the relationship. The, the real living God. God, these doctrines are just the word which is the message restored to us. The word of God in the, in the book of First Timothy says is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for reproof, for correction, for instruction that a man of God may be perfect. Right. Now let me tell you when the word of God comes to you it doesn't come to make you a professor in the in the Bible. That's not the purpose. Are you hearing me, church? 
What does the word of God do? It comes to change your heart. It comes to change your soul. When you search, you find that in our generation, the devils try to play with us. And he has made this message of the hour of non-effect. By restoring us, people think that we have been restored back to the law. No. The message is not a place where there is a set of rules. The message is Christ. What does Christ need for us? He wants his life to dwell in us. He wants his life to come and move us. Make us it won't be our works of righteousness. It will be his work in us. Doing the very things he did there. Listen. I'm about to conclude. If you see in the Old Testament. In the Old Testament. It was rules and regulations. It was laws of do's and don'ts. But let me ask you. What was the purpose of God? Was the purpose of God to give them laws, rules, and don'ts? I'm hearing what you have to say on that. Was that the purpose of God? That wasn't the purpose of God. So why did he give them the laws? The do's and the don'ts. Because they couldn't do what he wanted them to do. They couldn't manifest his works of righteousness. And therefore he was telling them, do this, do that, do this, do that. For God is holy. And he wants you to be holy. So his purpose was holiness. In his people. But here he comes in the New Testament. And he tells them, Don't you worry anymore. You won't have to do anything of your own anymore. Hallelujah. Because myself, I am coming myself in your heart, in your soul. And I'm going to do the works myself. Hallelujah. Amen. You are no longer going to struggle what to dress. The Holy Ghost is going to show you what to dress. You are not going to struggle about your hair. The Holy Ghost is going to tell you. That's why people who don't believe in the Holy Spirit they put people under heavy burdens. We have seen the message of the hour. And our prophet was asked questions. And he answered them. One of the questions, like the first time I preached on this, I left this, this hanging and I want to uh, give a little more before I conclude. He was, he was asked on women's hair. He says, what does it mean, Brother Banner? Does it mean they should, because it says plating. Does it mean they should not plate? Oh, and, and then he said, the only scripture I have, praise the name of the Lord. Can we read that, friends? Hallelujah. 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 
I, I, I would like us to uh, go to the book of 1 Corinthians. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay. First Corinthians chapter 11. Verses uh, 16. Uh, you can begin from verse. The whole thing is nice. Well, let, now us, let us read it from verses 4. Uh, I think verses 3 gives the foundation. He says, but I would have you know that the head of every man is Christ and the head of the woman is the man and the head of, of Christ is God. And every man praying or prophesying having his head covered dishonors his head. So, saints, I want to ask you a question. Verse 3 he tells us what's the head of every man. So, let me now read verse 4. Every man praying or prophesying, having his head covered, dishonors Christ. Do we understand that? Let us go. Go on. Verse 5. But every woman that prays or prophesies with her head uncovered dishonors her head. In other ways, but I think the word was supposed to be. But every woman that prays or prophesies with her head uncovered this honors her which is her now for that is even all one as if she were seven now there is a mystery so the Bible talks about covering and shaving. If she, the woman does not covering her hair, notice the Bible did not say the woman covering her hair. But she said the woman covering her hair. Not that. So we'll come back to it in a moment. If she doesn't cover her head let her shave her hair now we will come back to that look at verse 6 for if the woman be not covered let her also be shown but if it be a shame for a woman to be shown or shaven let her be covered so in other words, the woman should be covered on her head. 
because it is a shame for a woman to remove her hair. So let her be covered. So we will find out what type of covering. Because the Bible talks about everything. Does it mean a nylon covering? Does it mean a, a, a wig? Or does it mean what does it mean? Does it mean a cloth? Does it mean like a, what is this Muslim thing? Kakaya. A scarf or something. Does it, does it mean that? Because it says, let the woman be covered. Sister Esther. If it is a, 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 a what? If it's a, 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 a scarf. It means, Sister Esther, you are not covered. And the Bible says it's a shame for you not to be covered. It means all our sisters should be covered. It means all of you are not covered. Oh, what a shame. But that's not the truth. That's misinterpreting the scripture. Let us go Because you see, if you misunderstand that, so you're going to tell the sisters, we shall put our law here. There are churches which have done. If you are entering the church, cover your head. Cover your hair with a scarf. Because the Bible says you should be covered. But that's an unnecessary law. Because it's not the intention of God here. He's not meaning a scarf. What is the covering? Praise the name of the Lord. To save time, let's read verse 15. Verse 14 first. Does not even nature itself teach you that if a man have long hair, it is a shame unto him? But if a woman have long hair, wait, the Bible says, if a man has long hair, it is a shame to him. And remember the man, the head of the man is Christ. So if the man has long hair, he is a shame in Christ. But then, we need to understand what is long hair. What does long mean in this regard? Does it mean like long it has to be right down here? What exactly does it mean? Because a woman should and must have long hair. So follow me closely. Verse 15. But if a woman have long hair, it is a glory to her. For her hair is given her for a covering. Now you see, so the woman is hair is her covering to her hair. That is why it is a shame for a woman to cut her hair. The Bible says, if you are not covered, 
Meaning, if you cut or trim your hair, it is better to remove everything. But because it is a shame for you to have a bald head, you should not touch your hair. Let it grow out. And all Christians from time immemorial have women don't cut their hair. Because their hair is their glory. And if they cut it or trim it, it means they are not dishonoring their husband. For verse 5, every woman that prays or prophesies with her head uncovered dishonors her head. Let us explain it. If a woman cuts or trims her hair, she dishonors her husband. It's the same as removing everything. Therefore, what should women do? They should let their hair grow up. Even nature itself teaches you that. But what should men do? They should not let their hair grow out like men. Like women. You find them doing it in our generation. And they begin, you know, to braid it. So it can grow longer. And grow better. Realize it is a shame. So Jesus Christ, yes, Christo. for a man to do that, it is a shame to Christ for a man to grow his hair. Now, when we talk about hair, 1 Corinthians 11 has the whole package. And our prophet did not come with a new teaching. He came with the same teaching. And he says, sisters, let your hair grow. Brothers, cut your hair. Now comes other questions. Okay, now, now I'm a woman. For me to grow my hair, I need to braid it. Oh, I need, or maybe I don't have long hair. I want to put a wig. Oh, maybe because I want to do this. Oh, uh, Elizabeth, come, right? Run, run up here. Elizabeth, duka, duka, jangu. Quickly, quickly now. Okay, now, so, thank you. Uh, would you please come up? Okay. See, these, these are braids. You see, and, and you know, because African hair cannot grow naturally, cannot be managed naturally without doing this. If you are going to have natural hair, how many sisters have natural hair? Do you do this? Yes or no? If you do it, raise up hand. Okay. You, you, you may do this or just the hair. Actually, this is hair only. There is nothing here. Is there something here? Uh -uh. Okay. Yeah. But some can put wuzi. Which is also all right. Wuzi. 
if you want your hair to grow. God looks at your motive. God looks at your intention. Why are you doing this? Because you want your hair to grow. You want to look beautiful. It is naturally natural for a woman to want to look beautiful. And so you will find people now who are teaching it is wrong for a woman to do this. It is wrong for a woman to put this. It is wrong for a woman to uh, put flowers in her head. It is wrong. Rather you are saying it is wrong based on what? We have been restored by the message of the hour back to the Bible teaching and Brother Barnum said the only scripture I know is that a woman should not cut her hair now you ask me does it mean she should do like any way she wants not at all there is another part she should not look like the world. Someone like, oh, we are free. Let us go and do what we want. Okay. That's all right. But remember, the message of the hour is the Holy Spirit. You are preaching with me today, honey. The message of Yahweh is the Holy Spirit. He has restored us back again to the, to the, to the, to the relationship with Jesus Christ. So now if we are restored to Jesus Christ, we, are one, we must be one with him. One in purpose. One in mind. One in intention. One in ambition. Your thought must be his thought. Now, some pastors have taken it upon themselves to instruct their people what looks like the world and what doesn't. If I have the Holy Spirit and I see you doing certain things in your head, and clearly I can see it looks like the world, I will know maybe I have the Holy Spirit and you don't. What's the solution? The solution is not for me to come to you tell you do this. Don't do this. It doesn't help you. It doesn't bring you closer to God. As a matter of fact, it takes you further away. But what should I do? I should preach to you the Holy Spirit. I should lead you to receive the Holy Spirit. I should lead you to receive him. When you receive Jesus Christ in your soul, you will change your hairstyle. I don't need to preach on the pulpit. Oh, sisters, don't do that. Do this. Don't do that. That is not the message of the hour. Those are traditions of men. Because when the Holy Spirit comes in your soul, He will tell you which style is of the world and which style is not. And it's not according to me or to somebody else. It's according to Him. Praise the name of the Lord. So this is not worldly. But sister, can you come up here please? If you could stand right here. Okay. So, this is not worldly. 
Is it wadli? Someone says, oh, she has a flower there. It's not wadli. Alright, God bless you. Can you come up here as well? Alright, some sisters, I want to showcase some. Come up. Yeah. Come, come, come. Don't look back, come. Sister Esther, also come. Praise the name of the Lord. Come. Sister, sister, come. You. Peace, come. Sister, peace, now we jangu. Okay. Stand right here. Okay. If you want, you can turn around so that the camera can see your, your style. Naturally, natural. No additives. She puts all the oil she wants to put. Some will say, don't put any oil. According to what scripture. You see what I'm saying? The message of the hour has been perverted. She makes her hair that Naturally speaking, brown and her hair is like her color. By nature. If she wants, she can dye it. But she doesn't have to because she feels better than that. Do you understand that? And she's my wife. She must be your example. This is a sister Esther. She has natural hair. She's not Do you cut your hair? No. She doesn't cut her hair. But she, maybe she works. And she makes it like this. Because she, she doesn't have time all the time to Or whatever. Now you are going to come and say. Because you don't look like the pastor. Because you Who told you? It is your idea. But I say. She doesn't cut her hair. And her hair is spiritual. And look at my sister here. Peace. This is a university girl. Who wants to look like the other And her hair. Do you cut it? No. Now. You're, now you're going to judge. Some of you are already judging. Her hair is even looking brown. Now she's even putting things which look like her dress. Yes, she's looking beautiful, but it is worldly. It is worldly. Worldly according to which scripture? Do you understand what I'm saying? According to you, it is worldly. Sister Peace has the Holy Spirit. She's been led to do it. And as her pastor, I'm not going to come to her. And sister, you must look like my wife. No, she's not my wife. She should look like peace. What she wants, what she's led to do, is not good. Well, pray for her to receive the Holy Spirit. But if you're not going to do that, shut up. The way she looks before God is fearfully and wonderfully made. She's a child of God. Her hair done like this or not. She do not take her to hell. And she doesn't cut her hair. So she has not broken the word. 
The Bible says work out your salvation with fear Bible your own salvation. So according to me, she's a saint of God. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you understand what I'm saying? God bless you. Now, this is on camera. And people follow us. I'm going to receive many calls after this. I hope I don't lose some friends. But let me tell you. The reason why I would lose friends. Is because some think. You must tell them to do this. According to what scripture. The Holy Spirit is Jesus Christ. And when he comes in your soul, he leads you on what to do. But we are given principles that we follow. Look at me. My hair. Brother Guma, can you please come? Brother Guma. Brother Guma. Has nice hair. He actually looks very neat. In your comparison, you might actually say, oh, according to him, he might say he looks more neat than me. Brother, do you think that your style is better than mine? Be truthful, be truthful. Be sincere. Even if you are judging me, no issues. Be sincere. No. <laughs> He's my friend. He wants me to invite him again. <laughs> All right, you can just stay for a moment. Now, I want to have one young man here. Where is a brother? Uh, come, come. No. Yes. Okay. Brother Sam, stand right there. Brothers, as if you go, you are in The brothers cut the French cut. That is the world today. According to what? To what you need to do? Kusinzira kuchi. Tell me. According to what? Kusinzira kuchi. Now, at the end of the day, Jebina Gwera. It's according to your perception. Kusinzira kungeri gwejola ba muebintu. Not according to the Holy Spirit necessarily. Because you are not the only one with the Holy Spirit. Either God is going to give us one fashion. All of you remove. It is the work. But what did he say? Men should trim or cut. And then other scriptures can apply. Don't look like the world. But that is big in itself. How will you know what looks like the world and what not like the world? Well, of course, if you have the spirit of God, you you will know even when you see someone coming in church. You will look at them and say, Ah, oh, that is badly. But you will give them grace. You will know they are new believers, maybe. Let them get deeper in Christ. I can assure you, Brother Samuel here, in 20 years, he will not have this hairstyle. I can assure you. Not even because he, 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 is, he, is, he is now a better Christian. But because he has grown. 
He has grown both in the law uh, mukama, and in, in the physical appearance as well. In, 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 in his life. In his life. So he is no longer wanting to appease girls or, or look at some of their people. But he has more purpose in his life. Why are young men running away? Because they are taught to do things which are actually not scriptural. And they are placed on a bar. God bless you brother. They are placed on a bar. As if to say. This is the message. Operish. It's not the message of but the now, hour. The message of the hour is to present us before Jesus Christ. For us to be like him. For us to receive the Holy Ghost. For us to be changed. To be like Jesus Christ. Christ. Now, you Brother Solomon, Solomon will not like this hairstyle but it doesn't make it wrong. I hope my deacons don't deacon me after this. I'm telling you. Because you've had this in the message for a long time. The way we perceive things. Thank God I've been exposed. I've gone to many countries. And I've, I've, like, I've been in Ethiopia. But they come in Ethiopia. In Ethiopia. Ethiopia. You've seen the Ethiopians come here, right? When you see, if I grow a hair like uh, that of Brother Ephraim, you will not like it very much. I can tell you. Because it will look feminine. But in his culture, and the type of his hair, it is all right. So, wait a moment. So, does our God have a, um, a standard for them and for us? When you see Chinese, all Chinese, China, even believers, turn around. What the brother has done is very, very small. They will begin from here. Even preachers. But in China, it is all right. They like it very much. If you see the French, the Congolese, so what am I trying to say? If you're not exposed and you've grown in one area, you begin to think if people don't do things like you, they are, they are not good believers. But if they do things like you, they are good believers. DVF. Days of the voice I fellowship. Want us to mature in the things of God. Because if we don't mature, we will never receive the Holy Ghost. And actually, the Holy Ghost matures us. It makes us see deeper into the world. That's why you find pastors in the service. They are preaching about hair. Hair. Hey, Why? Because the people don't have the Holy Ghost. 
Sister Martha, if you have the Holy Ghost, I will never have to tell you how to dress. Not even for one day. We have seen them come in our church in trousers. Women. But we understand. They are young in the faith. They don't understand that a woman shouldn't dress that way. I am not going to come on the pulpit and I change my sermon. Okay, brethren, let us go to the autonomy. A woman shall not put on a man's clothes. Her, today is, I'm preaching on that. Because I saw a sister dressed like that. Actually, that is not called preaching, it is called murder. She will never come back. And she will be teared apart. And then. I come later and I say, my ship will know my voice. <laughs> she didn't hear because she's not a believer. No, the approach was wrong. The approach was wrong. The approach. You see, it's not me telling her, don't do that. That will make her stop it. It is by preaching to her Jesus Christ that will transform her life from inside out. Brother Barnum said he went down to South Africa. Preach to those people who didn't actually have clothes on. Them Moment he finished preaching, his people received the Holy Ghost. What did they do? They went to try and find clothes. Brother Guma here is a testimony. He can tell you what was in Karamoja. They didn't have to tell us people to dress up. They simply preached to them this message. The message of the hour. And they decided we want clothes. Give us clothes. What happened? I believe when I asked, I said we have a preacher from Karamoja. Some of you were worried. You would think we are going to have someone with half clothes. Right? With a suka here. Saying praise God. But what happened? He's dressed better than some of you. The Holy Ghost will do the same thing. Regardless of your tribe, regardless of your culture, regardless of where you come from, the Holy Ghost will bring the nature of Jesus Christ in you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Leave the younger man. Leave the younger ladies. Leave the women and the men. Preach the word to them. Hallelujah. If you ask me, Pastor, can you do a French cut? No, no, I can't. Why? It looks weird to me. But you see, the measure of the spirit I have is not the measure. Somebody else has. And, and some people hinder others to get Christ. Because of their attitude. This woman came to Jesus. She was what? You know, everybody knew she was a prostitute. Every, every step she took. People looked at her. They looked at her. <laughs> you know, the way she was walking. 
the way she was, you know, mingling herself and you know, going down to Jesus' feet. They were like judging. <laughs> And, and, and my big brother Joseph said, hey, look at this prostitute. I, I know my Lord is going to chase her away. You know, many times we want, we want Jesus to chase our sinners. But he, Jesus loves sinners. Because he wants to change them. He wants to change them. And, and Jesus did not chase them. He said, don't you worry. Come. And one said in his heart, <laughs> if surely he was the Lord, would he not have known the kind of life this woman is living? She would not even have let her go near her. And Jesus heard that without the man saying it. He heard it because he's God. Jesus hears all your thoughts. And he heard what she said. Now what he said. He said, he said, he said Peter, I think it was Peter or whoever. He said, Peter. Uh, do you really think? I don't know. And then he began to give him a story. Of a debtor. And, and you know the story we talked about. I'm not going to go into details. And then he asked a question. Who will love more? He said the one who was forgiven. He said, so what would you do? If I tell you that this woman's sins are forgiven. Meaning, this sinner, her expression of love to Jesus, made her sins to be forgiven. Even before she was transformed. So Amen. you see, you have a lot of people coming in church before they are transformed. Church, especially the mature ones, I want you to understand that this is a hospital. And I'm concluding, I'm, I'm really done preaching, I'm just saying This is a hospital. And in a hospital, Dr. Peter, you know better that you have different patients at different levels of, 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 of sickness and different levels of healing. But one thing is constant. In hospital is the medication. And you pray for the ministers. Pray for everybody that stands behind you. We never have to compromise. Or to bring down the bad. So that the gods come in and the ship go out. That's the only problem. In a church. In a church of this generation. That's the only problem. The pulpits have compromised. Because sin increased. They said it was alright. But as long as the pulpit is giving the right measure of the word. Let them come in. Sinners, the saved, 
the good and the bad the word will work on them because the word has power and even our attitude our attitude should change we shouldn't always see through the glasses of judgment this word is mercy this word is grace and if it wasn't for grace you wouldn't be here let grace do its perfect work in every one of us hallelujah one young man will come and he say well I didn't know it was wrong and someone said, hey, you, you stopped using that style. Oh, you stopped using that style. What happened? Well, this is what I want. He doesn't even know what changed him. But something from the inside changed him. Let them come in. Let them wear their skin tight. Like Matabuliki. Don't look at him as if you are going to kill him. Let him come here. Show him love. Tell him, brother, God bless you. But I tell you one day, when the Holy Ghost strikes you, brother, when the Holy Ghost strikes you, soul, you will throw those trousers out. What has happened? The change has begun from the inside to the outside. That's what I want. That's what God wants. That is the message of the hour. A change from the inside to the outside. Oh, if God can do that for us, we will see real, real solid believers. Hypocrisy will not be in our midst. Quite frankly, I'm, I'm okay with somebody who is just seated. And when you're saying sing, he's just like I want him to be that way. Instead of a hypocrite who doesn't have it from the inside and is doing it while he's doing it. He said, let me go out. When I go, that girl will begin calling her. And But what do you think is dancing for the Lord? Hallelujah. Praise God. I've been changed. I've been changed. I've been reborn. You think he's singing the song. But he's thinking about the club. When will Friday come? I want to go to that clubhouse. Oh, what do you want to have? Let him come there, beaten down. Don't say, brother, now we brother. Dance, go. Dance. If you're a song leader or a don't over frustrate the people. If they're like, no, don't worry, leave them alone. <laughs> leave them alone. You be in the spirit. That's why the people who are praying, huh? brother, eh? pray for the ministers. Pray. 
They need more grace. You be in the spirit. Let the people be under that power of the Holy Ghost from you. Somehow, somewhere, when the Holy Ghost strikes their soul, that cold form of person will not know what happened to him. All of the sudden, Hey, you're going to say, by the way, why don't I dance for the Lord? And his dance will be greater than that of David. Everybody will say, what happened to that brother? What happened to Sister Peace? Ah, Peace. Ah, dance like never before. I remember Sister Grace when he danced for the first time. She came out and said, I don't know what happened to me. To me. But I felt like dancing. Where, where was it coming from? It was from the heart. She had always come. And she was always looking at us when we were dancing. But when the dance came on her. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Let me tell you, church, that's what we want. That's what the message of the hour Changes you from the inside to the outside. Revealing the character and the nature of Jesus Christ. You see what we need? We need to overemphasize the Holy Spirit. And somehow, somewhere, his life must manifest. If he is emphasized, you can't have no fornicators in the church. No. You, you, you can't have no drunkards in the church. But you see, we got on petty issues. Your hair is like this. You're this. That is not the message of the hour. The message of the hour has laid the foundations. We should be careful not to add our thoughts. Let us preach it the way it is. And it will change the people. Let us stand on our feet. Hallelujah. If you don't like me after this, I'm really sorry this is what I'm seeing in the world but if you love me after this then pray for me I always told you that whatever I preach on the pulpit it's what I've studied it's what I've seen in the word it's what I've seen in the message I want to be as sincere as sincere can be can we sing the, word, the song word of God ever true yeah you have the words here waiting for you brother Marvin <coughs> hallelujah. hallelujah let us sing it together in one accord holy wise long preserved for our walk in this world join me now if you can there is sound God's own the word of God in power. 
Oh 